Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. It's like a mother song. It's awesome. I I, I don't know how to do the in the background. (laughs) You're so hip hip and jiggy with it, Myra. And our drum and machine, Myra. All the beatbox friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Everybody's got such a bright smile on your face this morning. How are you this morning, Mr. Geoff? I'm doing awesome. I've had a whole pot of coffee. I'm ready to rock and roll. Well, I, with that one, how are you doing, Jeff Conroy? Without any, you guys suck. Anyway, living the dream. <laughs> God, this is, you know, when the five of us get together, it's like the highlight of my week. So when I see it on the calendar, I'm saying we're doing this this weekend. I'm excited, really excited. I'm yep. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see most of you. <laughs> Except for those and, of and you with coffee, are. I love you too, Conroy. <laughs> I didn't name names. Right. <laughs> well, Jeff you most of you, he means your torso. That's what you say most of you for. Maybe um, I can see. I love <laughs> you all mostly. <laughs> and Mr. Jeff Geyer. So how about, how about me? Well, what about me? I'm doing great, Myra. Thank you. I, I agree. This this is one of the highlights of, of my week when we get together to do these podcasts. And I was just recently thinking about that. Why is that? And and part of it, I think, is because we're all leaders. We're all helping other leaders in, in our business, our coaching, you know, in speaking businesses and, and things like that. It's, it's kind of just who we are. But the thing you got to not forget about is leadership is fun. Yeah, and and it it absolutely yeah. There's times where it, you know it sucks, but some of that's perspective. We can make it fun, and and we have a good time, and and we can be successful. We are successful, and we're having fun. Those two things aren't exclusive; mm-hmm. they can go together. And I feel blessed to be with you all. It's awesome. Jesus, I'm glad. Well, you make a we're blessed right to have be with you, Jeff, and I couldn't agree more. Except for Conroy. I love you, brother. Yeah, yeah you were I looking right at me, though. Now, and Dr. Sam, can you beat that? Uh, oh, goodness. No, I'm not the competition, but I'll share that. When we come on here, we have some heated agreements, but also we have some good debates. And we have different yes. points of view. We bring our own backgrounds to it. And we may say that may be true for you, but it's not true for me. And here's my experience. So I'm really hoping our, our listeners can appreciate that uh, diversity we bring to the conversation as long as you know we're still having fun and having a good time and ribbing each other. I think we're going to enjoy ourselves. And, and, and the best part Myra. about it, <laughs> the best part about it is I never come away from one of these things that I haven't learned a different perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I love that because it gets me thinking, you know, differently. And it Ain't gets me different. Yeah, it's, yeah. and sometimes, sometimes it's as better than others. I'll put it that way. But it's always enlightening and and fun and fun. So this morning, I want to talk about the myth that you have you have to set goals to be successful. 
as a leader, as, as just a team member, it's imperative that you set goals. But here's, here's a really interesting statistic that um, I ran across when I was researching this is out of everybody that sets goals, which by the way, is only about 70% of people that say they should set goals actually do. Out of those people, only 8% actually reach their goals. Mm. Wow. Wow. Is that just eye-opening? And and, and you can and shine the light on yourself. I mean, how many goals have you set yourself that you never reached? And there's a lot. You're in good company. You're in the company of 92% of the people that set goals. It doesn't matter if it's the first of the year. It doesn't matter if it's on your birthday. It doesn't matter what time it is. Goal setting does not seem to be uh, something that people actually reach or make them successful. So I have to ask, why is this? Because People that are setting goals want to be successful, right? They're not just doing this for an exercise. They they actually, their intent is to reach them or they wouldn't have put them out there or they have a reason for doing that. So I, what I want to discuss is, in my experience, there's three big reasons. They may not be the only reasons, but there's three big reasons that people don't reach their goals. And the first one is they don't set them to start with. And and that could be for lots of reasons. They've either tried it and they've given up on themselves because they didn't do it. They're tired of beating themselves up, you know, over so it's easier just not to do it and then to feel bad badly about yourself, or they don't understand the process. So, Dr. Sam, have you ever set any goals that you didn't reach? And the easiest example is, you know, back in my university days, we have the annual performance review and we write up our overviews and the boss would take a look and make sure that it was aligned and they would add or subtract as is required. The downside of that process, the way it worked was I would look at it twice a year, once to write it and once to write it the next year. (laughs) That was about (laughs) it. (laughs) And so you set these goals and, you know, I'm not sure I'm uh, telling stories people haven't told themselves, but when I was doing my work, the idea of setting a goal to treat people like people, to continue to learn on my own work and to, you know, shore up processes, that's going to happen all the time anyway. So I had to kind of invent goals just for the purpose of having a goal on a piece of paper. So it really wasn't a, a um, big core driver for me. And then I go back the next year and look at it and say, oh gosh, did I do these things? Sure. Yeah, of course I did. And I would make up the reason why it happened. And I wouldn't lie, but I would just be like, oh yeah, I did the things because I set goals that were so low and annoying that you could not do them. Now, the ones that weren't reached were the things were like, it would be a good idea to do X, Y, or Z, and then probably forget about it. And then come back later and say, well, that didn't happen. And then just move on because it wasn't a goal that was even important. So it wasn't reached, but it wasn't like he was going to be a detractor. So it was borderline not even setting goals. I mean, it was an exercise for the sake of doing the exercise like you described as a perfect way to not get it taken care of. And and you bring up a really important part of goal setting is is they can't be vague. They can't be vague. Right. And, and sometimes we, we don't know what the difference between vague and not vague is. So, Jeff Geyer, 
if if you told me that you wanted to reach financial independence in the next year, as a coach, I would ask you what would have what would it have to look like for you to actually feel like you were financially independent? And what would you tell me? What what's one thing that it would have to be? Your life would have to be if if you had reached financial independence. What would my life have to be if I reached what, what, financial independence? One um, thing, just one thing. It would be more free. Okay, what would what would that look like? It would look like everything I did in my day were things. I got to do instead of things I have to do. Okay. There is a goal that you could write down and you could actually measure. Do you see, do you see where I'm going with this? You, you, what, you have to know what it looks like before it's a goal. With Dr. Sam, he's going to treat everybody. Well, I can't remember what it was, Sam, but um, it was so vague that there was no way to measure one thing out of it. Does anybody else... Jeff Conroy, can you comment on that at all? Or no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not we vague. Skip right by that's you. not vague. No. Yeah. No. That was very measurable, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where you're going. I've, you uh, know, I, I, I've had my share of goals. I mean, when I worked for the Boy Scouts, the Boy Scouts had this wonderful. We hated it at the time, but <laughs> 30 years later, I'm looking at. It, I'm going, man, that's pretty damn cool. They had a thing called what was called critical achievements. And, you know, goals have to be, there's, there has to be clarity in the goal and there, there, there has to be an agreement upon the goal. If you're just saying your goal will be, I'm not bought into it. And where's my incentive? Where's my, where's my wanna, right? So there's got to be the clear, concise and agreed upon goal. So what we did is they would say, you're going to recruit X amount of kids by this date quantitative and there's an end date and, and, and there's an end date. It's a smart goal. Yeah. It's a smart goal. So then there, there's four levels. So your goal, your goal that they're they're putting in there, you're going to recruit 3,000 kids. 3,000 kids to be in the scouting program by December 31st. That 3,000 would be what we call exceeds expectations. That's, that's, that's basically what we need. That is your goal for the council to be successful your goal. Then the, the one below it is what you did last year. And that's meets. That's basically what you need to do to keep your job. But the two above it are significantly exceeds and far exceeds. And each one of those comes with a three, five, seven, and 10% pay increase. And you have eight of them. And the way they did that was they would just, your, your numbers did the talking. So if you raised, if you did 3,001, you exceeded your goal. And, and, and then we take all these goals and say, they used it like the, the, the college grading system. You know, you add, they'd add them all up and the divide by, by eight. Then they did a thing called mode. And I loved mode. And mode was, how do you do your business? How did, how did you do your job? Do people love you or did you commit scorched earth policy? So if you were on the verge of a five to 6% raise, and people loved you and you were doing an amazing job and, and, and you were doing fantastic. 
yeah, it's kind of tilt the scale towards the 6% raise. But if you were an a-hole and you're scorched earth and no one can stand you, he may go down to a 4% <laughs> raise. But the cool thing about the goal was... <laughs> yeah. You have, wait right. a minute, you're an a-hole and yeah. you, you still get a raise? It, you still get a raise. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> still have a job. I can you're on a competence. And then you're on a correction how, plan. And, I see and, now know. how you like that that, that program. That worked out <laughs> good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're on a you know, you're on a yeah. correction plan and you got a 90 days, you know, coaching moment, mentoring. Anyway, but the the thing with it that was important <laughs> about the goals, shut up. The thing about the important part of the goal was I knew what it was. So then we had to devise, okay. I have to do this every month. So we had checkpoint meetings every month, which would be, how are you coming along? And every quarter, it would be, are you on your way to meeting your year-end goal? I think goals are okay as long as there is a mechanism or a system in place to help you achieve those goals. Because if you're going to say, I'm going to lose 100 pounds in 90 days, and and after 60 days, you're still eating the way you were and say, shit, I got to lose 100 pounds in 30 days. It ain't going to happen. I've tried, but it's the same thing with, with these goals. If if you're going to, if you're going to try and do all this work in in 30 days, it's never going to happen. It's, it's incremental and it's monthly and you got to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Well, you absolutely just stole my whole presentation. (laughs) And that was another exciting episode of. Yeah. Thanks for (laughs) my, my point was exactly what you said is if you don't know where you're going, how can you get there? Exactly. That you have to know what it is. It can't be vague. It can't be pie in the sky. It's got to be something that you can look forward and say, in next year from now, I am going to and have something specific. So, and most people that set goals aren't specific enough. They don't know what they're reaching for. If you're climbing a mountain, you want to get to the top, you know, exactly where you want to go. Right. And and you can't, like you said, you can't start climbing three days before you're supposed to be at the top. You're right. not going to make it. But you're I, not going to make but, it. But how many times have we heard it's not so much about the about the goal, it's about the journey. And and I'm going to get there. Would you oh, quit see? getting ahead of me? <laughs> What's the next episode? Let's, well, wait let's a minute. What on that one? <laughs> but, but Myra, what about those people that say, if you shoot for the moon, even if you fail, you'll still land amongst the stars. And I Correct. know Dr. Sam is going to say, Dude, the stars are way further away than the moon. That's stupid. <laughs> you know that, and that is not bad because that counteracts failure. Yeah. Because it's not failure if you tried, and it's and you made progress. It's not failure. It is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So it, I just I'm going to ask, and it's a little bit ahead, but I'm going to ask, what made you set it so high that you couldn't reach it? And there's a million reasons, but the the point is, is it really truly your goal? Is it really truly your goal or is it somebody? And which the segue is into the next part is they don't reach their goals because they set the wrong goals. They set goals. And one of my favorites is they set goals to please other people. And just what Jeff Conroy just said, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. Okay. Who? Which one of us haven't been on a diet or to be, you know, to make ourselves better? Maybe, maybe Jeff Geyer. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Six six. 
<laughs> yeah. And I know I've done it several times in my life. I, it's a struggle with me. And I, at one point, I got way underweight, believe it or not. Believe it or not. I was 127 pounds. I'm five foot eight. And I looked like a walking stick. But what I expected to happen by doing that didn't happen. My life wasn't any happier. The people that I wanted to admire me didn't admire me anymore. They didn't really even notice, quite frankly. They may have it the first, but it didn't change my life. So my goal was to lose, I don't know how much I lost. It, it, it's not important. The, the goal that I set was to lose that. But what was the reasoning behind it? Was it my goal? Was it somebody, a goal somebody else set for me that I wasn't going to be acceptable until I reached X amount of pounds and you keep taking a few more? Well, maybe it'll. So if we, we look at what is called should goals. I call them should goals. It's way other people think we should be. We get that from, from society in general. Well, you may get it from our people we work with, our friends, or just where where does our goals come from? Could goals are completely different, but should goals, you know them right away because they come from the outside. They come from external sources instead of internal. Could goals come from internal sources? And should goals will cause shame and blame. It's either if you should do it, then if you do it, you're good. If you don't do it, you're bad. If you can, if you can apply those two, then you know you've got a should goal instead of a could goal. So have you guys had any experience with that? And I'm not starting, starting with Jeff Conroy because he talks too much, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I will get to you. the knife. <laughs> I used to like coming to these things. <laughs> oh, man. Have, Jeff Geyer, have you ever experienced trying to reach a should goal instead of a instead of an, an external goal that other people thought you should should be oh, doing rather? Oh, oh I, I absolutely. In fact, uh, I kind of be believe that that most of us maybe even. Yes, I, I won't speak for everybody. Yet, yes, I've had those experiences, like Conroy was talking about, where where people gave you gold and and you're not bought into them. They, they're just something passed down to you, and that you could describe that as a should goal. Here, you need to, you know, recruit three thousand kids or whatever, whatever it is. And if you're not, if you don't have the why behind whatever you're doing, and it's part of you. I mean, it's deeply embedded in you. I'm thinking now about New Year's resolutions. You know, everybody can can relate to that. In fact, we did go look it up. We did a podcast on New Year's resolutions and and why you know they the resolution fades away after about a week. So yeah, that the the goal has to be something that is yours. You have to own it. It has to be deep in you. Can someone just give that to you and expect you to do it without having that you know deep kind of part of your soul almost if you're talking about individual goals you you can't do it it doesn't matter how much you weigh or how much you think you want to weigh or how much money you want to get or don't get or think you have or don't have you can't if if you don't have all of that and put in the action to get it you have nothing more than a wish it's not a goal yeah dr sam have you ever had that experience of setting a goal that was that did not belong to you 
Yeah. And, and I have a, a slightly different take on it because I, I worked at an institution that had continuous quality improvement as a part of its culture. And so every goal had a purpose. So even when Jeff mentioned, you know, you set your recruitment goal from last year, my brain instantly went to, okay, wait, but why? Why is that the goal? Do you have the same amount of kids to recruit from? Is that demographic changed? If so, how should we change our baseline goal to then move forward? Because that affects how you move and move ahead. So I'm always in this mode of, does even the baseline make any sense? So to your point, when you're in a, a large institution or a large business and they set some goal, recruitment goal, sales goal, whatever it is, somebody's going to set that somewhere else that's not you. And so then, even if you're not in that sales um, path or recruitment path or whatever it is, you still have responsibility to that to some degree. So then as a leader, it's helping your team understand how do you contribute to this goal? And not some overly clever way, but in reality, what is it you're doing on a daily basis to get us toward this thing? What makes sense to you? Where do you have meaning in this process? And if somebody says, well, I can't pull that lever to make that thing happen. Of course not. But what you can do are these pieces of your job you do every day. And when you do it to X amount or level or however you measure it, it will help us get to that goal even more. And when somebody sees themselves in the goal, it becomes their goal. Even if they can't affect the full outcome, they can absolutely contribute and know they have a, a purpose in this whole uh, process and then help the success. And it becomes a part of how they do what they do as opposed to boss says we have to, so I'm gonna, which never gets you anywhere besides frustrated. So it's a, it's a, it's specificity brings clarity on how it, it's actually yours. Specificity, so, but also the ownership. You know, how do you see yourself in this goal and making sure that actually happens so yeah. people are putting a little more heart and soul into it rather than checking boxes? It seems it seems like, and I could be wrong here, but we're all talking the same language using a, a different different approach because it seems like we all basically agree on this. I'm just taking it from a little bit different angle. Right. So the, the last one that I actually, Geoff, you brought this up, what happens if you shoot for the moon and and you land among the stars. And and, and to Jeff Conroy's point earlier when he stole my thunder, you know, <laughs> life is is lived on the path, not on the peak. And you can't see this, but and in my background, I have this mountain peak with with snow on it. And it just reminds me of how, what a little space the the actual peak is and how how precarious it is and how you have to come off of it and when we're when we're only headed for the peak and we set too big a goals too soon and we forget about the process to get there part of the process of is setting micro goals just like what you were talking about Sam it's about the people you meet along the way it's the people that you help along the way it's about the relationships, about what, how it makes you a better person. Using that as an analogy of walking up the mountain um, is if you're going up where there's less air, your body's got to change, right? It's got to, 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 to be able to utilize and you've got to wear different clothes. And, but we forget that every week, instead of thinking how, how far away am I from that peak is, how far have I come? How far have I come? So we, instead of, I like to think of the big goal as a vision. 
of what's it going to look like. And my, my goals are the steps that I take every day. So, Jeff, how does that fit into, into your understanding of, of goal setting? Well, it's interesting because I am a, I'm also a CrossFit certified coach, an L1 coach. And probably should be an L2, but that's a whole different story. But the you should set that goal. I should set that goal. You know, I just don't coach enough <laughs> to do it. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm too busy doing this stuff. So I, I don't coach enough at CrossFit anymore, which is unfortunate because I love it. It's a great community. But it's so interesting because you see people setting these goals. And a lot of them, it, it is really, we want them to set a goal that is personal for them. And sometimes people will come in and look at, at, you know, we have a, we actually have a world-class athlete in our gym. She won the CrossFit games for the 50 to 54 year old women's division in, in the world. She was the fittest woman in her age range in the entire world. Wow. And oh, good Lord. It's something to behold. But what most people didn't see was the five year journey that it took her to get there. Most people didn't see the two hours a day plus that she was spending in the gym. Even though she's a full-time teacher, people didn't see the blood, sweat, tear, the injuries. They didn't see the, the diet. They didn't see the, the, all the extra things that she hired a mental coach. She actually hired a, a performance coach. She has a nutrition coach. She has a weightlifting coach, a gymnastics coach. They didn't see all of the things that went into getting to that pinnacle. And every single day was just one step mm-hmm. closer to that journey. And we would celebrate those little achievements, we would celebrate a half a pound PR on a specific lift. And it would be like, oh my gosh, you did it. And then we would build on that that achievement. And so really setting those goals, a lot of people will come in, look at her and go, oh yeah, I just want to look like her. That's a, that's a really big goal. I want to, I personally, I want to be as strong as she is, but I also know what that takes. And so having an understanding of what is what is a realistic goal? And then setting that. And then, like you said, it's those little steps every day. And every once in a while, you really do need to look back, evaluate and say, where am I in the process? Is this logical? Is this still making sense? Is it personal? Is it, is it something that I really want? Or is it one of those should goals? Because I should look like somebody else. I should do sit-ups and then I'll have a six-pack abs. It doesn't work that way. And so, being realistic and having it so personal to you that it's it's not it, it, it's about the daily habit of working towards that goal and again enjoying the journey having the people around you that are going to support you in that is i think in a version a sense of itself is success because when you build that community so crossfit's a great example the reason people go and do it because it's not exactly fun it's not fun to go in and work out the way that they do it's hard it's exhausting it physically doesn't feel good until you're done, but you go in because of the community and the people that are supporting you in your journey. And if you've got people that are supporting you in that, whether that's coaches, whether that's, you know, friends, family, the, the, the reality is you're going to actually get closer to that goal. You're going to keep moving forward because you have a support system. And I think for me, that's personally, that's a measure of success. Did you build a team to get to the destination together? Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I I love hiking. I was hiking yesterday in the mountains and I was trying to think about like, how, how what would it take to get to the top of this mountain? And I know I've, I've done it before. I could do it again. But then I went, well, wait a minute. I've got time constraints. I've got an injury. I've got, you know, only limited amount of water. I'm like, I'm not going to make it to the top today, but that's okay. Because I can plan to make it to the top later. 
I just have to plan for it. And so again, that goes into planning for it. You know, what does success look like? Is it personal? Why do you want to do it? I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And then analyzing, does it make sense? And can I actually accomplish it? So what comes down to Dr. Sam's statement, you know, my wife is a teacher in a school district and oh my gosh, every time they do her annual review, I just put my hand in my face and go, why do they even do this? It doesn't make any sense at all. They're like, well, out of a system of four stars, the highest you can get is a three. Then why do you have four stars? stars. Make any sense. Right. You can't get it. They're like, well, we always have to show improvement. But if you've always got somebody locked in at three, why can't you give them a four every now and then? Like, like it just, it's just asinine. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And so that's like just pointless. Devaluing and, and demotivating for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the last question, it just actually builds on that is can goals change and it still be okay. And what brought me to this conclusion, I've been in, physical therapy for about six months now. My idea, my goal going into physical therapy, and by the way, these guys are masters at building on small tasks. They're masters at it. But my goal was to be out of pain. That was my sole goal. I, and be out of pain without having it out of a bottle. I mean, a pill bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, oh, I didn't yeah. want to take pain pills and they assured me that they could fix the problem okay and i didn't really believe it but i and i don't like going it's not something i enjoy doing but i go every week because i believe that they can help me and my motivation was very intrinsic i wanted to be out of pain okay it didn't take them long to get me out of pain but what i started noticing was i was getting stronger i could do more things I could, I can now do a squat. I just want to tell you that I can now do a squat and I'm pretty happy about that. (laughs) That's a good thing. But, but I have a new goal that I never thought was available to me because I've gotten to where I am. And that is, I want to learn to do a TikTok dance. I do. I do. I I love to dance and I want, I want to learn to do a TikTok dance. And, you know, there's just certain moves that were just, were just not, I was not able to do. But now that I have gotten to my goal, I see a Brenda clouds are parting. I see another peak. Mm-hmm. So is it all right to ch- to change your goals, to have them build on what you've already? And Jeff, you're looking like you want, Jeff Conroy, you're looking like you want to say something awfully no, bad. I, was, I, no, I already said my 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, give me a wrap up on that then. Well, is it I, okay to change your goals? I think it's okay to change your goals. I think it's not, I don't think you're it's so much about changing them as it is adapting them. I think it's, it's, I, I wanted to go here, but I can see I can do more or it could be better this way. So I'm going to tweak it a little bit to the left or to the right. I don't know. So I think it's just adapting them. I think it's just, but you know, in my, in my long dissertation that I said earlier, you know, the goals, the goals I had were quantitative. Mm-hmm. They were not, they were number mm-hmm. goals. I was, I had to do, attain certain numbers. But if you're going to do personal goals, like, you know, I, I don't agree with, I'm going to lose hundred pounds. So I'm down 50. Well, that's good enough. That's settling. That's, that's not settling, reaching, yeah, your, that's goal. Not right. reaching your right. goals. You you're know. one of the 92% then. You're yeah. one of the 92%. Yeah. And I've been in the 92% so many times, but only hang out with winners. 
Come yeah. on. Okay, I went ninety three percent. No. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait. Wait. No, that's the other. That's the wrong way. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's more about adapting. I, I think it's okay. To, not so much change, but but adapt because things change. Life changes. Circumstances okay. yeah. changes. Well, and and it does. But more important goal. I, I mean, point here. I think is there's goals. Are your abilities change as you reach goals? Yeah. There's things that open up that you never would have thought was available to you. Sure. Before. And and that's the exciting part of not not just working through that peak, but working for the progress and the and the promise, basically, of of what reaching that will get. And sometimes it doesn't open up until you meet somebody along the way. And the interaction, and has anybody, it's anybody else had that experience? <laughs> cricket, no, cricket. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I find, I find I, our, our chance meeting was one of those things for me. Yeah, it did, it opened, I agree with it, that. Yeah, yeah, it opened up different pathways, and and so why I, I really value the different uh, perspectives on things. I value, I value most of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to wrap this up, then, if, does anybody have any closing remarks or just dying to say? You can't no, do one sit up and get six pack abs. You can only have one, <laughs> one app if you're going to do one sit up. Yeah. Only one well, app. Okay. One and app. that's okay well, if, if your goal is one app. That's one okay. power app. It's much yeah. easier to maintain. <laughs> I mean to to dovetail on on Geoff's CrossFit thing, where he's saying, you know, you, you don't see all the work they put in; you only see the re, the end result. And that's absolutely true. Whether you're talking about athletics, of course, lends itself to this, but all you see is the result, and it, it's it's not um, the fact that they went to the gym today for two hours. It's that they go every day for two hours. It's a culmination of the entire process, not a single event that gets you there. And and whether that you're talking about CrossFit or a you know a physical goal, weight, whatever, strength, whatever it is, that's the way all goals work. It's a process. There is no one thing you can do and just do it once and you'll get there. No silver bullet. Yeah. There yeah, you go. And I it's, think it's a journey to our destination. Right, you hit right. the nail on the head there, Jeff, because it's hard to stay consistent is what you're talking about if it's not an internal goal, if it's not something you buy into. Very hard to stay consistent. Correct. Correct. So, so to wind this thing up, there's three things that, that we talked about that will make goals actually work is set goals that align with your beliefs and values, something that means something to you. And number two is let other people chase should goals. You look for could goals. Look for your internal. Again, we go back to why is it important to you so that you can, you can actually live up to it because it's important to you. And, and just a really quick example of that. What, you know, your values is I, I want to take care of my family. You know, does it matter that you hate it sucks going to work every day? You, it's important. Your goal is to take care of your family. So you show up consistently every day. And then the third one is have a big vision, set small goals and stay consistent. So with Much that, we, 
Uh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, that's pretty much it. That's Yeah. yeah. Big vision, set small goals, and yeah. stay consistent. It, 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 that, that's it. But we'll do another episode maybe. But that's it. But if only 8% of people reach their goals, there's more to it. There's got to be something else. There's some brain and, research behind it, but we can get into that later. Yeah, that's another well, episode. That's another but, episode. Yeah, yeah. again, I, I've neglected to say the people that are successful with goals, they write them down. 50% of the people that write them down actually reach their goals. So that's part of that 8%. And the other is they're accountable. Mm-hmm. And guess who is masters at holding you accountable? Every Wives. one of us. Thor, coaches. That's what we do. As coaches, as coaches, we help you mm-hmm. set, set goals that belong to you and then reach them. So if goals are important to you, ask, reach out to us at ask us at leadershipbs.co. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. Any one of us would be happy to talk to you about the process and uh, how we can help you get there. So with that said, I am going to say goodbye to you all. And until the next time, stay good and and stay consistent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, almost we're gone. Yeah. Stay cool. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Bye, everybody. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.